Hi, welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg. I'm a clinical psychologist, and each episode of this podcast, I share mental health-related information with you in hopes that you'll gain insight into some of your own behavior and also learn some new skills that I teach as part of this podcast. So thanks for tuning in today. I'd like to discuss with you today what to do if you have an anxious attachment style. How do you heal from that? What do you do about it so that you feel more secure in your relationships and so that you can develop more healthy dynamics in your relationships? So just to recap... Quickly, uh, another video that I did about attachment styles. There's three basic types of attachment styles. The first type is securely attached, and these are folks who are very good at being in relationships. When there are problems in the relationship, they turn towards each other, not away from each other. They turn towards each other, talk about it, work it out. It may take a couple weeks, but they work through it together. Okay, that's securely attached people. 25% of the population approximately is what's known as anxiously attached. And anxious attached people don't ever really feel secure in their relationship. They spend way too much time thinking about the relationship, analyzing it, being stuck up in their head questioning whether they should be in the relationship or not. Does this person really love and care about me? Are they going to be able to meet my needs? Should we be together? Should we break up? It's a lot of that feeling of conflict for people that are have an anxious attachment style. And it's not a very pleasant Uh, condition to have is having an anxious attachment style because it can also be like you feel insecure in the sense of you might feel jealous you may have a really hard time trusting your partner is really going to be there for you I mean it's a lot of times it's based on trust but the at the core it's anxiety of being left essentially Then the third attachment style is called avoidant attachment style. And people that have an avoidant attachment style, they have a tendency to avoid discussing emotional topics. Uh, A lot of times they also avoid relationships. They, They stay single because they don't desire that emotional closeness and the reason for that is that they didn't have it when they were a kid anxiously attached people got reassurance from their caretaker sometimes but other times they didn't and as a result of that they never really quite felt secure in their attachment to their parent or caretaker so therefore as an adult they don't ever really feel secure in that relationship either same with avoidant, they just don't, they, their caretaker wasn't there for them, so they just don't even consider that as being a possibility, so they don't even go there in their mind. Okay, so that is an avoidant attached style. So those are the three attachment styles. What do you think happens 
a lot of the times when it comes to getting together with people, who do you think are two of the attachment styles that are most likely to get together? And the answer is the anxiously attached folks and the avoidant folks are drawn to each other. The problem with this relationship is that the more that the anxiously attached person gets, the more anxious they get, the more they pursue the, the avoidant person. Therefore, the avoidant person does what? They, they step back. It's the dance of intimacy. So a lot of folks who have an anxious attachment style are in relationships with avoidant people. And rather than recognizing that they're not a good match, avoidant or uh, anxiously attached people can stay in those relationships for too long and end up spending years uncoupling and trying to break up from people that they're just really unhappy with. So how do you heal an anxious attachment style? You know, people that are anxiously attached, if they're in a relationship with someone, they, they, they spend a lot of time contemplating whether they should be in a relationship with or not. They can bring it up with their partner. They can feel insecure and need a lot of reassurance, but not know how to ask for reassurance. So instead they just focus on the things in the relationship that are not good and can, can really get on their partner's case about what the partner's doing and essentially can try to make the partner feel responsible for how they're feeling. And if you've been watching this podcast for long enough, you know that I'm all about empowering yourself to get your own needs met. So for an anxiously attached person, I'm going to help them to develop a relationship with their first concern, their top priority, which is in reality, their health and their well-being. That is their first priority or it should be and developing a primary relationship with yourself that is your primary relationship it's not with someone else it's with you and as a result of developing a stronger relationship with yourself you feel more secure in your relationships with other people why a few different reasons one is you know that you're going to have your own back you know that you're going to get yourself out of a painful situation if that's what needs to happen. You have your own back. I mean, I know people that have actually put sign, made signs and put it over their bed. So that's the first thing they see in the morning is, darling, I have your back. And how do you have your back? How do you practice good self-care? Well, it starts off with taking care of your body, right? What are you feeding yourself? Are you eating a bowl of cereal for dinner? Or are you going out and getting takeout from your favorite restaurant? What are you doing? Um, are you cooking a healthy meal like you would if someone was coming over? Or are you eating cheese and crackers? So how are you treating yourself? Is that showing up for yourself or not? So asking yourself, how can I take care of myself in a way that would be more reasonable? 
Um, how am I showing up for myself? And one of the ways that you show up for yourself is to regulate your emotions. We talked about uh, regulating your emotions as being the ultimate self-care, which is being a boss and not letting your emotions um, drag you around. You are in charge of your emotions and you tap into that authentic self where you're calm, confident, and centered. You calm your body down. You have discussions with people when you're in a good place and you're in control. It's a really good feeling to have. So that's another way that you practice self-care. Um, when you have feelings about your partner and if you're questioning whether or not you should be in your relationship around the same time every month or the same week every month in your cycle, then it's possible that it's hormone related. And if you notice that once a month, nothing in the world is right, nothing about you, nothing about your partner, your other relationships with people, just things are not okay and you become quite distressed. Uh, the good news with that is that there's interventions for that. They can put you on, for example, um, birth control pills that you only have a menses once every three months instead of once a month. So that helps level out your hormone levels. Uh, there are some antidepressants that you can take the week before your menstrual cycle so that you can deal with the PMS in that way. But it's a real problem for some people. I hear people say once a month, I break up with my boyfriend because I convince myself that the relationship is just not right, that he doesn't love me, that he doesn't care about me. I mean, it is a real disorder and it can cause a lot of problems. So if that's true, like I said, the good news is, is that there are interventions for it. There's things you can do. And since it's relatively uh, um, predictable in most cases, then you can plan for it and know that, oh, okay, it's that week. Of course, you're having these thoughts about ending your relationship with your partner because blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that is another thing that that to bear in mind is where you are in your cycle. And if it's repeating pattern, talk to your doctor about that. And, and don't put any stock in how you feel that week because chances are it's driven by your hormones and you're being dragged around by your hormones that week. So try not to put, make any decisions during that week if you suffer from uh, PMS, okay? So th those are some things that you can do. Um, stopping bullying yourself, believe it or not, will help you develop a stronger relationship with yourself. Why? Because you're not feeling like a bad person so much. You're looking for opportunities to say, I'm amazing because I just did that thing I didn't want to do, or I'm amazing because I did a great job over here at work or at school. And you can really be your own biggest fan. You can use my body double to be your own biggest fan and and help you take care of things and get things done. But that's another way that you develop a relationship with yourself is to show up for yourself in all of these different ways of self-care and putting yourself first. 
And another thing that you can do in terms of helping you to develop a more secure relationship with your partner is that you can ask for reassurance if that's what you need. And if you explain to your partner that you have an anxious attachment style and that you explain to them why, a lot of times, especially securely attached people will want to reassure you, will want you to feel better, will not gaslight you and make you feel bad about the fact that you have some insecurities about your relationship. It's okay to ask for reassurance sometimes, but don't rely on your partner to reassure you, okay? Your anxious attachment style is yours, and I want you to take full responsibility for it and not make your partner responsible for how you feel in your relationship. So explain it to them. There's also books out here that you can read together to help them to understand what it's like to have an anxious attachment style and suggestions for things that they can do to help you to feel more secure. So you can look into that. But those are some of the things that you can do in order to develop a primary relationship with yourself. And lastly, people who have an anxious attachment style have a tendency to to go from one relationship to the next and not give themselves an opportunity to be single and to really learn how to enjoy their own company. If you have never taken a year off and been single and you have an anxious attachment style, that could be an area of real growth for you because... It's really difficult, especially for people that have an anxious attachment style. It can be very difficult to be single. And for that reason, you might decide that you want to purposefully take a year off dating and really just learn to have a great time with you and go to live music shows and take yourself out to dinner and uh, you know, laugh at yourself, enjoy your own company, because remember, you are the coolest person that you know. You, you enjoy the same music, you have the same taste in food, you have the same sense of humor. I mean, you are the coolest person you know, I hope. All right, so, you know, spending time with yourself and realizing that you are okay. You are whole and complete just as you are. You don't have to be in a relationship in order to be whole and complete. As a matter of fact, I invite you to, uh, to work on that because when there's two people that are coming together, you want each partner to be whole and complete. And then you know, there's overlap. If the if either one of the partners is not whole and complete alone, they'll kind of glom on to the other person and try to get their needs met in an unhealthy way. And you don't want that to happen. So if you know that you have an anxious attachment style, I invite you to develop a relationship with yourself. How do you do that? Again, by showing up and having your back, the way that you treat yourself, the way that you talk to yourself practicing good self-care, practicing good boundaries. And if 
you haven't experienced a period of time where you were single and you were really okay being single. You really knew that you were whole and complete just as you are, single and everything. I would invite you to consider it. And when you volunteer to suffer, when you volunteer to do something really difficult, like take a year off dating if you've been used to being in a relationship, that can be really good for your personal growth, your spiritual growth along those lines. It's kind of like hiking the Appalachian Trail. When you know that you're going to suffer and you volunteer to do it, it's a very different experience than if you feel that you have no choice. So remember, you're in control. And if you want to be single, you can be single. You don't hang out with people that might be interested in you romantically. You just do you. So if you haven't done that yet, I really encourage you because it'll help you to feel more secure in your relationships because you know that you can get your own needs met and that you're okay. And you won't need your partner to reassure you as much, if at all. Okay, that's where I want you to be. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope that you heard something that will help you with your anxious attachment style. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day.